welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Tim Fisher, the owner of Alexandria Dive Club. And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney, and this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. We know Alexandria Dive Club uses Sideline Scout equipment, um, so check their, uh, check their website out. Get yourself hooked up at a minimum with their Poolside Live. Uh, it's your video playback system. Pause, rewind, you know, focus on those key details of each dive. It's truly the best in the business. Heath is rocking with a Sideline Scout box as well, uh, which has a whole bunch of different upgrades uh, over what I have, just their basic package. So like I said, get over to sidelinescout.com, check out what they have to offer. Awesome. So uh, jumping right in here, Tim, just kind of take us through your journey through diving as an athlete and now as a coach and where you are now. Hey, I, I'm glad to be here, guys. Um, I started out my, my journey um, as a high school diver. Um, I was recruited by one of my swim coaches uh, during our swim class um, in Indiana. We have swimming a kind of part of our gym credit. So every time they gave us free time, I was over playing on the diving board. She said, hey, you should go try diving. I was like, yeah, that's, that's a thing. <laughs> so um, they, uh, I talked to one of my buddies into going and joining with me. Um, his name is Darren. And uh, uh, we've been friends, you know, ever, you know, ever since. And we still talk to each other. We still talk to each other on birthdays and stuff. He's a great guy. And um, joined the dive team together. Um, I, uh, I dove the freshman season and didn't know that there was diving after that. So I didn't dive until the next following season. Um, so February to November, I didn't do anything. And then I came in and the kids were throwing dives that I've never seen them throw before. And I was like, Whoa, whoa where'd that come from? You know? And so, um, they, they, I guess they were, they were doing year round diving with, uh, I think PT garden at the time. Um, and so I, I was kind of behind there and again and dove through uh, sophomore year, uh, finished 22nd state. Um, I was approached by Chuck Chelich. Um, uh, he's a, a outstanding coach um, out of Munster, Indiana. And uh, I went and saw him um, every Sunday um, between my sophomore summer um, and my junior year and transformed my diving completely from, you know, 22nd in the state to number one in a summer. And that was actually coming off of a broken ankle. So, wow. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I was recruited out of uh, high school with uh, John Wingfield at Ball State. Uh, spent some time with him. And um, out of there, I ended up in the, in the Army. Uh, tra- wow. You know, I was stationed here in Virginia and been here ever since. Um, got hooked up with uh, York Dive Club pretty much two weeks after I got in town. Uh, of course, the first thing I do is look for the diving pools and go play around and stuff. So um, I was still, you know, able to dive and stuff, you know, whenever I got a chance and um, coaching for him and, and learning the learning the, the club scene. Um, a funny story is I'm actually coaching um, in Alexander Dive Club is actually where I started coaching in back in 93. That's so I'm so in the cool. exact same pool that, that I started here in Virginia. Um, I've Spent some time there. I went, uh, found out I had some extra com- competition time um, since I joined the army. Um, my competition clock stopped, and I was able to um, go to school and transfer into Mason. Mason had started their program, um, like I think '97 or '98, and um, I dove with Roland McDonald uh, for one year um, as a 28-year-old. <laughs> so it was it was interesting to say the least. Um, I had a great time and Roland was a great coach, um, had a bunch of great teammates. Uh, Patriot Dive Club was a force um, in the area. A lot of amazing divers have come from there. Um, I coached with uh, Roland um, after I got done diving um, for him up until 2007, uh, summer 2008, something like that. And we had begun um, Alexander Dive Club. So uh, started that with Tommy Dingus and we've been going ever since. Um, it's been an amazing, amazing journey. It's, a, you know, starting a club from, from a ground up is always, you know, intriguing for, for people. And, you know, I, yeah, that's, that's awesome. You still got him. Okay. Rise. Had a little bit of a weird connection there, but I think we still, we got you back. Um, it just happens all at once sometimes. And
Audio okay? I can't. I'm oh. I'm in the dark over here. <laughs> yeah, we. Oh, he's still with us, Tim. Oh, he just dropped off. Let's see. Bear with us, uh, everybody. We're just trying to figure out um, if we lost Tim. Looks like he's still on the call. Maybe the audio is just what's not working there. Right. Um, here, let's try. I got you. I can hear you oh, now. There, there we, we go. go. That's better. We got you. Good. So we, we lost you right whenever um, you said just kind of starting up a brand new club is always intriguing. Yes. I mean, yeah, you never know what you're going to get when you start a new club in the middle of a bunch of other clubs that already existed. So at that time, starting a club, Patriot was running full, um, Dominion was running full, MDC was running full. So starting a new club from the ground up with zero divers on deck is is a daunting task for anyone, um, especially yeah. in a highly competitive area like we, we live. <laughs> so it was, it was great. And we've been there since and just keep on pushing. That's awesome. Absolutely. So, so quick question is uh, what advice would you give for coaches that want to start up a club from the ground up? Like what, what's that one piece to kind of get coaches moving in the right direction? I, I, I think that just get in the surrounding diving community i was you know so people people knew who i was and i was already in the area working with patriot dive club so people knew who i was it's it you have to be involved um and it's the same thing i did you know with the new contract here is i i make it a point to go out and visit the the community pools and and their dive league and make sure that, that they're aware that we're coming and that we're going to be around and what we can offer and answer questions and be available um i think that's the most important part is just let people know where you're at Right. Awesome. Sure. Awesome. So going from starting from absolutely scratch to coaching athletes to national titles, just talk to us about what it's like to be a coach, be the coach at Alexandria Dive Club, and then your experience with, you know, the ground up, uh, you know, specifically focusing on those national title athletes. That's really impressive. see audio okay for you heath i'm real struggling yeah, yeah i can hear you i'm just trying to okay. figure out hmm let's oh i think i can we hear it oh there we go that was oh. better mm -hmm. is that your connection or you think it's mine I think it's yours. Honestly, some, some people have had a little more success if they turned their video off um, and you just do the audio yeah, and you could see us. We, yeah, let's see if that yeah, maybe we'll cleans some helps. things up. There we go. Okay. So, yeah, my question again, just talk to us a little what it's like to, uh, to coach at Alexander Dive Club and your experience coaching athletes to national titles. Well, like I said, I, um, I've been fortunate to have a lot of great coaches um, coming to coach with me. Um, some of them were former athletes that I've worked with before. Some of them just are coaches that were in the area and they've all kind of set in, you know, set in with our, with our culture and our culture is um, pretty much a, we, we coach as a team, a, a conglomerate. Like if you're sitting next to me where it's four eyes on one dive and one person's given the correction, you know, to that board and, you know, I'll be the voice on one board and the other person's the voice on the on the close board or however we wanted to divide it up. And it's great because we're, we're conferring back and forth. And, you know, it sounds complicated to, to a certain extent, you know, if you've never been in that scenario before, but it's actually, once you get into it, it's, it's super smooth. It's, it's great because you're getting amazing feedback from two coaches, not just one. So you're actually getting coached twice. You just, you know, some people just don't realize that's what's happening. Um, it's great to have different viewpoints too. I mean, that, that person, you know, the person I'm sitting next to could very well be on the judging panel because that opinion matters. So it's nice. And again, it's, uh, if I don't, if I don't have the verbiage that day and I'm not able to explain it, I can always defer and say, Hey, I'll watch the boards. You, you talk to him. It's been three times. He hasn't made the correction yet. Come over here and take a look at it and take a stab at it and see what you can do. And I listen to what they say and we see if it resonates with the diver. So it's a different, different format, different structure, but it, it's, it's a whole lot of fun. Um, we get to chat back and forth, you know, and it's, it makes it, it makes a great practice. Um, yeah. 
And we've had some amazing kids come up to the program, you know, um, Ann, Ann Fowler, um, uh, Connor Casey, you know, we got Max um, Fowler, we got Finn Gelbach. I mean, some, some, just to name some of our national champions and, and yep. now Cristiano Garcia is coming up. Um, he's done some great things in a short period of time, just a amazing athlete and, you know, just super pumped about diving and, and there's more coming. So it's, um, especially in the rich area that we're at. I mean, Dominion's got an amazing team. Uh, MDC had an amazing team. I mean, we're, we're, we're in the midst of it. So it's, it's awesome to have so much talent here. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think a major takeaway just from listening to you is just hearing you say like, there's some days you just don't have the right verbiage or the right words to use and deferring to other coaches. It's uh it's nice to hear an experienced coach like yourself kind of say, Hey, I don't have it every single day. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, you do your best every day, you know, obviously, and you want to be yep. the voice and you want to reach them, but sometimes reaching them means setting back and not letting you, you know, not being so fixated on certain things. And, and I get, I get stuck in those too. I want this to be fixed. Okay. I'm focused on this and I don't even notice this ahead of it or behind yeah. it sometimes and that other coach is there. That's what I like. It's, it's a check summit. It's like, Hey man, did you see this? Yeah, I saw this, but I think it's kind of, this contributes to that. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? Great idea. Let's talk to him about that and see if we can get, get that fixed and see if it trans, you know, transcends into the next skill. And it's, it's a great way to do it. And just having the, the vocabulary, you know, just having another person just to, you know, that, that got brought up. I don't want, I want you to say what I'm saying, but I don't want you to say it how I do. I want you to say yeah. it how you do. Yeah. So it's, as long as they get it, that's really the, the end game is to make sure they get it. I don't care how. <laughs> I, I, I love hearing you say that Aaron and I talk about that all the time with our athletes where it's like, I'll, I will tell my athletes, I'm like, I'll tell, you know, diver a say, Hey, give diver B a correction just in your own words because it's like I don't care how you learn it I just care that you learn it because it's going to help get you to the next step where you want to be it's like it's just take like it's absolutely. just taking your ego it just takes your ego out of it like I don't, it's not about absolutely. me it's about the athlete it absolutely has to be that way I mean, yeah if you take your ego out of it and, and and fly through them fly through their success you know like, yeah. like get, get excited about them making the change you know and and your challenge is to get to that that's that's the game and that's the fun stuff yeah absolutely I mean we I tell Aaron every year, we just had our goal meeting with the divers and that, you know, we always go over goals and they always ask me, what's your goal? And I'm like, it's just to see you guys get your goals accomplished. Like that's all it's about as a coach now. And so, so just, it's awesome to hear someone like yourself kind of reiterate that just reinforces those thoughts. Um, you know, moving forward, what's it like to get to coach some of those athletes? Like you had mentioned almost too many to name and really what have you learned from them that has made you a better coach? I'll tell you, I think that, I think that with each of the, each of those kids, I mean, I can't, I couldn't tell you that each of those kids are completely different. They are completely different. You know, a lot of, a lot of people like to think that they have this one system that everybody yeah. has to fall into and it just works, it works, it works. But I, I will tell you that between all those, those national champions, they're, they're all completely different. Not one of them is the same, you know, that you got one person that, that wants to look at the look at the scores and is empowered by it and, and and gets charged by it. You get another one that looks for it and or tells you, I don't want to know where I'm at. Don't tell me. Don't doesn't watch the person in front of them. Just wants to do them and they're better like that. And I've had other kids that just want it to be like a practice. So they just kind of kind of loosey goosey listen to the music and just get up there. And when they step on the green, it's time to do work. And that's what they do in practice. That's what they do in the meet. So everyone has to find way to their meathead with what we like to call it and everyone has a different one it's like it's nice to have the the routine you know but it has to be their routine you know my routine's not going to work for everyone and you know connor's routine won't work for ann and ann's routine won't work for max even though they're same family they're completely yeah. different right so it's a uh, they've taught me a lot they've, they've taught me a lot of that and some of it is you know you know they're not you know the the more complex and the more in depth, the more students of the sport they get, they challenge you on your own, on your game is to make sure that you're up to that level to be able to coach them in the first place. So yeah. it's, it's about that education and the, and the high diving IQ, you know, when they have a high diving IQ, you're not going to be able to talk through them yeah. and just say words to them. They, they need to know the words have meaning and you, yeah. and you have to have something behind it. So I, I think that which eat, as they progress and they get better and better and better, it forces me to stay up and up to date and I'm where 
I'm sitting at nationals and I'm not even really, you know, I'm coaching on and when I'm not, I'm sitting there talking to Wen Bo or I'm talking to John, or I'm talking to, you know, I'm talking to everyone. I, I want to learn more as much as I possibly can. So I'm not the weakest link in their, in their progress. Yeah. So that, it's uh, part of it. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. I, I love that. <clears throat> oh, that kind of leads right into my next one here. I'm really excited to hear you talk about this. You know, you just mentioned the diving IQ, and I would say that ranges uh, as you age as a diver. So how do you simplify things based on the age you're covering? You know, I'm, I'm assuming the verbiage you use for an eight-year-old is a little different than an 18-year-old chasing a national title. How do you separate those two, and, and what, do you, what do you do differently between those big age gaps? <laughs> it's funny because you it's it's like it's like when you're coaching a diving board that has a lessons kids and advanced kids and a senior kid you you learn after a while to to be able to switch it to you're not going to be start spouting off some physics you know lesson to an eight-year-old they're like physical what they don't understand so you you have to kind of get it's a little bit more hands-on just like it is when they're learning you know it's like trying to talk a, a six-year-old on how to hold their hands and it's more it's easier just to lift their hands up drop their shoulders you know poke them in the belly to get their stomach in and and say that's good you know and you have to have a combination of that as they're growing through and as they get more vocabulary themselves they can explain to you how they're feeling so it's not even just about how i can get to them it's how they can make me understand where their mind's at so it's just it's not just a it's a, not a one-way communication pattern i hate i have to know where they're at why are you why are you having trouble making making that that correction why are you having trouble with with that dive or why do you freeze every time i ask you to go to that next dive or it's it's about their communication to me just as much as it is for me to them so yeah. I, I think it's easy to do if you've been doing it for a while and and you just it's i don't want to say you necessarily dumb it down again you just you find ways to communicate that resonates with the diver were they a gymnast are they a baseball player did they you know do they play league kickball you know <laughs> whatever you can do to try to simulate and get the get that picture in their head that they've already accustomed to and then you just go from there and build build your own language a lot of people just have their own language you know you, you can sit on deck sometimes listen to wingfield coach and you don't know what he's saying if you're not <laughs> yeah right? so it's but it's the but they know and the pictures in their head and they get and it made the correction so they're using that as a way to speak to them that's really cool you say that um it brought me back to a practice just this week i had a young lady i was telling her you know your your hips are back she was doing front double pike and mm -hmm. i i was just saying you know you're, you're kind of hipping it back and we slowed it down on sideline scout and we took a freeze frame and her hips were straight up and down however the board was like fully depressed down when her hips were in line. So I drew a picture on the white. I, I drew a picture on the whiteboard. I said, you're not wrong. Okay. Your hips are, you're straight up and down. Yes. I see that angle there. However, when the board comes back up and you remain at that same angle, look where your hips are and the light bulb clipped. She was like, Oh, so now yeah. for her, you know, you're hipping it back means, okay. Yes. You, you are hipping it back, but also just, you know, make sure you're waiting for the board to push you back up before you throw, you know, both of those things position, are kind of the same. Right. Yeah. It's not just the position. It's when position. Yep. Yep. So, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's, again, those are all great things. It's sometimes you have to slow it down a little bit for them and, and it's not necessarily, you know, talking down to them to, to bring your verbiage down. It's, it's more of just, Hey, let's find out, let's find out where we're at and try to build a vocabulary together that, that you understand and you want to see more light bulbs instead of, you know, um, hiding in the closet. Right. So yep. that's what we're looking for is, is to, to build, build communication that works both directions. I don't want to just talk at someone anyway. I want communication. It's going to help me build them. I know when to press and when to not. Um, I start paying attention to their body language. That's all that, you know? Yeah. Well, I I think it has to be vital too. You're talking so much about two-way communication, especially with young athletes, you know, and you're also just teaching those young athletes how to be coachable, how to ask questions, how to, you know, have them explain to you, what do you think I mean when I say this? And it's teaching them to be coachable, which in the long run is just going to help them more in athletics, but more importantly, just in life, how to ask questions from your superiors, essentially. 
Well, it's going to open up. It's going to open up more opportunity to them just because they can receive information from more than one person in the yeah. first place. It's like I, I try to explain to people that that, that same met motive. It's like when you go to high school, you don't have one teacher for all your classes. You, there's some people that have a great eye for certain things, and you want the best eye on the best thing to be able to explain it to you, and then to teach you how to talk to them about it. it's like it's like don't coach at them, coach them, you know, and and yeah. and educate them on how to um explain where they're having trouble making the connection and then you can get to that connection a whole lot faster absolutely and it, and like you said though it's just so much of it is so athlete dependent in the sense of you may have one athlete that needs you to be like hey i need you to do this this and this and they'll be like okay and then you have to sit there and with another athlete explain this is why we do this and they're like oh that makes more sense to me now so right it's just like you said it's just finding their language and speaking their language together and, um, and sometimes you get to a point where we're not have to say anything, you know, like yeah. they, they, they used to talk, talk all the time. Cause I would, I sign when I'm at nationals and I sign when I'm at zones <laughs> and people used to think it was some secret language. I'm like, it's not a secret. The secret <laughs> yeah. is I don't want to ha not have a voice at the end of this, you know, yeah. I can sit there and coach from any corner with the signs. And if I have to say that we're at nationals, I'm not <laughs> trying to teach them diving there. I'm trying to yeah. get them to their best with the, with the, the easiest corrections we can get to, to, to make it the best die possible, you know? So it's, we're not, we shouldn't be in full blown demonstration mode there. We should be yep. in let's, let's refine and, and let's not miss our cues, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so ironic. You say that I just brings me back to a memory of, I remember coaching at a, a regional meet for D three nationals as you progress. And I was doing the same thing. I was giving my athlete like a sign. And then the other kids on the pool were like, what is your coach saying? And he's like, oh, he's saying I need to get to the end of the board. He's like, how do you know that? He goes, that's ah, just what he does whenever he tells me. He says, get, I always say this. I go get to the end of the board and I go like this. And they just know that's what it means. And right. it's like, uh, like, it, I don't know why that's what I do, but it, it makes sense to them. And that's what matters. Mm -hmm. But you developed your, your own way of talking to them. And that's the, that's the deal is like you. When, you, when you're talking that way and you're making those motions and you make mm -hmm. those motions while you're talking about it, then when you get there, you don't, you can coach from anywhere. It's, yep. it's awesome because you can make a correction. You can make sure you see everyone. You don't have to be standing there within an earshot and you don't have to use a bullhorn across the pool, <laughs> Yeah, which is effective for people because especially if people have trouble hearing it. And if you don't, yeah. if you have trouble projecting, that's the way to go because it looks way better than you sitting there trying to yell across the pool. Right. I get that. Um, and some people don't, don't do well with signs and some, and some people, people need to hear it so it you have to know your athlete you know yeah. you have to know your athlete our yeah. mine are the athletes for alexandria understand uh, what we're talking about and they can half of them know what they're what they've done wrong when they've when they come out of the water and that's the beautiful thing about them is as as they've gone and they've made these mistakes and we've given them the corrections they they know it they feel it and then they come out and they're just looking for our you know, kind of collaboration, you know, to say, Hey, yep, that's what I saw too. And let's see yeah. if we can do this a little bit better. And we move on, you know, it's, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so talk to us a little bit about the process you're currently going through with your club, if you're comfortable to, um, about, I, we know you've been searching for some coaching help, mm -hmm. you know, walk us through, if you found out what stood out to you, what you look for and, and maybe more so for the people listening, what can someone that comes to work for you and coach with you look forward to learning from you and working with you? Great. Um, great question. Um, yeah, I've been in search, you know, for a little while here um, for a, a team team lead, so to speak, um, to, to take charge of the, of the JO program um, at Montgomery. Um, it's, it's been a long, long journey. Um, we've got lots of, lots of our supporting staff in, in place and everything. And those are, those are great people that have such love for the sport. And we're super excited about getting started. The, um, the lead, I, the, the primary person that I've reached out to has accepted my offer, but at the same time, there's so many little things that have to take place, you know, um, you know, selling a house and all this other stuff that goes with it. So as they've accepted, which is amazing because if that person comes here, it's, it's, it is the perfect fit for me. It, it, I think that it, she has the things that I'm looking for. And if you're in, in that realm where you're looking for a move and, and working with, you know, a team like ours, um, it, it's, I don't think we're looking for, for anything that another club wouldn't look for. But I mean, to me, I want you to, I want a coach that, that is, able to do just what we've been talking about. I want you to be able to work with other coaches and, and be able to guide them and also take, take 
you know, receive their corrections as well, you know, constructive or other. Um, and we work together as a team because it's about the it's about the divers. So um, a positive coaching is is non-negotiable with me. You know, I, I don't I, I I coach the dive. Um, my 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 coaches coach the dive that's in front of them, and that's all we're trying to do is get to that. You know, we can we can play and we can joke with our our divers a little bit and and have a little bit of fun, but we're not gonna we're not gonna embarrass them we're not going to yell at them it's not it's not my style it never has been I've had amazing coaches that have been my mentors that you know I've seen them build Olympians without having to yell once so if they can build Olympians why can't I build national champions without doing that you know and that's the way I've always been that's the way I look at it um you know some you know I, I that's my style you know there's other styles work for them too and and so be it that's but for our club, what we're looking for is somebody that is a positive coach that, you know, wants to build that, that person up and, and show the respect towards the diver and receive that respect back, you know, from the, from that, from the diver. So um, it's a, it's a team effort. You know, I, I didn't coach all those kids by myself. I had, I had amazing staff behind me that, that helped me in every day that I was in practice, you know, and without Tommy and Mark and, and Mikey and Sean and all the people that have always taken, taken, you know, a side seat with me to help me coach these kids. I mean, it doesn't happen without that. You can't just do it yourself. So, and that goes for the people that are coaching your lessons. You know, some of the best people on your deck should be your lessons coaches. You know, they're the people that are going to retain those people once they come in. And those are the people that you want to set you up for success, you know, as the kids move through. So if they, if they do that wrong, if they push them away or push them too fast or don't understand the, the progression sequence, then, you know, they'll, they'll turn those kids into swimmers real quick. <laughs> so, um, so what, that's what I'm looking for is I'm looking for a coach to just let's, I mean, uh, we like to have a great time. Our energy is high you know, we're always pressing, we're always pushing and, and we're, we're, trying to develop some of the you know some of the best talent in the country and we're going to have one of the the biggest clubs in the country you know right right there with some of the best facilities i mean we have everything we need you know and we've got a big shoe we got big shoes to follow the the club that was running before that was amazing club and they did a great job so now we we've got to stand up and and do our best by the kids and 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 it's great to have the kids back, to be honest. It, it, it was underutilized before, and we didn't like seeing that in the community. So that's that was why I chose the, you know, to apply for it. Is I, I, I want to see diving be amazing here, you know, and I want it to be big. Yep. Yeah, I think, you know, hearing you talk so much about have fun and be positive, like that would be my perception as an outsider looking in. Anytime I've ever went to a meet, and Alexandria Dive Club divers are there. They always look like they probably are having more fun than maybe any other team, like whether it be when they're competing or just throwing. And I think Jacob might have been one of the crazy ones. They're always throwing crazy stuff as like their warm-up dives. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kind of our thing. <laughs> the first 15 minutes our practice is usually play. <laughs> and they, they do crazy stuff. It's so much fun to watch. So much that's fun. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, that, that's what I'm looking for, you know, and somebody that, like I said, somebody that has that same thing, same love of sport and just wants to share it with, with our divers. And that's, you know, I think there's a lot of amazing coaches out there. You know, not everybody's ready to move to Maryland. You know, I get it. It's, it's not a cheap place to live, but we have great salary. We can offer, you know, medical. We've got, we've got the ability to, to pay a coach, you know, decent salary to, to do this job. And, um, we're really, we're really super excited about it. That's awesome. Good for you. That's yeah, that's, that's awesome. great. So if anybody wants uh, Tim's contact information, please just reach out. Uh, we'll get whoever is interested connected. Uh, we're more than happy to do that. Uh, next one I had here, what advice would you give to a young coach that wants to be great? Yeah, I, I was, you know, as we were talking about, I, I, I think that they should coach, all levels you know i think that they should they should spend time you know even even after they've coached you know the higher levels for a little bit that you know it's great to step down with some of those little kids and you know i don't want to say kind of yoke their energy but kind of yoke their energy you know and and learn some of the stuff that you're you're coaching in the in the upper levels it's the same mistake it's just that 
you know, the older kids are a little bit stronger and can pass it off a little bit better than what the younger kids are, you know. Um, you're amazed by their height and their takeoff and their jump, you know, all those things are great, got a better rip entry, but they still miss the connection and the throw. And you're still trying to teach that. And when you have to break it down by the numbers and you have to break everything down to the smallest point, then it's easier for you to go back you know, with those elite kids and kind of take a better look at that video and say, you know what, this is what I was just talking to little Jimmy about, you know, and he was having trouble making that flip and he was, you know, kind of cutting in early. So he was, he was active in throwing before the board rose and he just, you know, spun in place and didn't go up, you know? So these are all little things that, you know, they, they all progress into something bigger, you know? Um, but I think, and always be in search of more, information you know talk to coaches there's I, I've had the pleasure of talking to so many amazing coaches on deck you know um, I, I spent a lot of time doing that and, and I love it I, I love talking to them about you know their their experiences and their particular divers and you know um, just how they run their practices what the what the mentality is behind you know certain drills and you know like I, I love all that so always be in search of more information and you know don't be afraid to mess with those younger kids that, that can't even fall in the head first correctly yet you know because you'll learn a lot from those little kids yeah it's that's kind of a cool story i have a follow-up i guess story for that heath and i went down to moss farms for a camp to help out john down there and um i just remember I am used to coaching high school and i'm used to coaching middle school so basically people that have never tried diving. And, you know, my job is, okay, let's land on our head. Let's get comfortable going backwards. The very, very basics. Right. And there was one group. I, it was one of my last groups that I got to coach and, and they were, they were elite level divers. <laughs> I mean, they're junior nationals, probably making the finals. I know a bunch of them did. And I just remember watching and I was like, how, how do I tweak myself? How do I fine tune what I'm watching? Because I've never seen a dive done like that. And I just, I, I totally remember being like a fish out of water in my own sport. Like, I don't even know how to coach these kids. They're so good. What am I looking for? So that was, that was a big learning experience for me. And I'm sure those kids got a kick out of uh, my lack of confidence with how good they were. <laughs> yeah. You get to those positions, you know, I got to that position, you know, early on in my career and, you know, you look at yourself jump higher <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. jump higher man you can you can be higher than that you know I um what one of them did a front one and a half full twist on three and i mean there was nothing on the splash and i was like i i probably would have given that a 10 i don't know what to do i don't want to say <laughs> and go back up and do it again see if it was yeah. luck you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know and that's the game you play with those guys is it's that at that point that point if their if their mechanics are going well you know and it's, of course we're always looking you know can we get a deeper pike on that can we get a mm -hmm. a little bit higher a little bit smoother transition so it doesn't look like you're working so hard but then you're, you're not talking about just the execution you're talking about trying to make the dive look effortless you know right. and make the big dives look effortless they they you get paid for that you know and that's the next steps like you, you get away from and that's what you'll learn coming all the way through that is you know first it's just trying to make it you know now it's trying to make it look real good <laughs> so, yep yeah and so and, you know when it like i said it's you get to that point where they're, they're strong enough they understand the basics they've got great mechanics you know now it's hey can we get that without making it look so jerky at the very bottom yeah. when you're loading to, with stabbing at it not trying to get so high you know can we mm -hmm. can we be smoother through that arm swing and not so so you know cut you know mm -hmm. so it's you know you try to put that best you try to get that vision in your head of what that what that big 10 could be and where they could be a little bit deeper in that pike on the press out you know and just little things like that just to make it up even better and make it that make it the 10 and a half instead of 10 now. <laughs> yeah well sometimes you gotta do a 10 and a half to get a nine you know <laughs> yeah well and, and i think some aaron and i talked about this where like when we were at that clinic i said I think that clinic taught me sometimes it's okay to look at an athlete and say, that was a really good dive. Like yeah. just, that was a great dive. Good job. Like, and I think that sometimes that goes further than giving them the perfect correction. Sometimes just that confidence yeah. to hear, Oh, I'm on the right path. Yeah. No, like I said, sometimes like I said, I just, just play the game with them. Hey, you know what? Yep. That was awesome. Let's see if you can do it three times in a yep. row. Exactly. You know? Just consistency yep. is where they went, you know? And, yep. and that's, that's the way they differ. It's a different type of game. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, yep. absolutely.
Um, you know, so I guess this is kind of like a, a question looking forward, but you know, whenever you decide your career is all done, which hopefully it is not for a long time, what do you want to be remembered by from either your athletes, the diving community? What do you want people to associate with Tim Fisher and Alexandria dive club? Um, I think, I think mostly it's with, with me, it's the divers, you know, I just want the divers to, you know, know that I cared about them, you know, not just about their diving, but them as people, you know, I see them as people, you know, little young people that are trying to grow up into big people and do big things, you know, and, you know, like, like I mentioned before, I think diving is the easiest part of what we do, you know, coaching diving, that's, that's, you know, it's science, it's, it's physics, it's, it's all these things we want it to be, but now the character building, you know, the, and the teamwork and the leadership and all that, all the stuff that goes along with that, that's the harder part of what we do and, and to try to teach them, and, you know, diving's a vehicle for us. It's a vehicle for us to get in front of, front of these kids and have an impact on their life that's positive. And that's all I really want. You know, as long as the kids know that I cared and, and that uh, my outlook is that, you know, I want them to be good humans, you know, and go out and do, you know, great things beyond, you know, when their diving career is done. That's that's what matters, you know, as far as yeah. the diving community, it, if they can look at me and see that, you know, I did the best by each of the divers that got in front of me, that's really all I care about. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cool. So my next one here is very specific and uh, maybe a little selfish because it's <laughs> pertaining to one young athlete currently on my team that I'm struggling just a little bit with. So her arms are very slow on backs and reverses, both dive and one and a half when she's coming up into her takeoff. So I'm asking if there's any specific drills or skills that I can help her or explain to get her arms up a little quicker. And I guess for some more reference on her way down, her arms are going right through six at depression. It looks great on the way down. And then on the way up every single time she gets them all the way up. But when she's finally extended all the way up, she's already left the board. So I just totally feel like on the way down, she's good. And they just need to be way faster coming up. I'm definitely struggling explaining it to her maybe in a proper way. Mm. I think for that particular situation, um, of course, you know, it's always better to see it, you know, to try to see what all the breakdown is, but yep. I think, I think maybe come into it slower on the backswing and focus on being faster to the upswing, not being sure. fast on the downswing. Cause she gets fast on the downswing. She gets stuck at six. She's going to lift her head, pull her shoulders, her shoulders are in front and it puts her in a non-powerful position for the upswing. I would say be slower through the, through that, um, the backside of it and not necessarily behind obviously but just be slower through that and gentle and then be faster through the up and don't think yeah. so much about being fast behind i think that would help considerably and being loose through that shoulder because i think when she gets she's saying i gotta be fast gotta be fast I'm been, i've been late i've been late and you start picking up you pull your head you pull your shoulders you lift your lift your arm and then you're getting stuck with a stiff arm shoulder right and yep. then you're in order to get that position you'll break um you'll break position um which is fine you can break position in, in, in those to get to it um, you'll, you know, it, it depends on what you're doing, obviously, whether you're doing a tuck or pike or whether you're circling in or redirect, you know, all these things matter. Um, but I, I think that's the way I would do. I, I tell her, just keep her, you know, belly button engaged, you know, when she's, when she's loading and just be a little bit slower through the, through the contact and be faster through the upswing. Perfect. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you kind of finished exactly what happens is especially on back one and a half. You know, she's fast on the down, slow on the up. So you're exactly right. The shoulders go back and then the head starts to want to creep mm-hmm. back as well. So, yeah, you nailed it. You were exactly right on a, on what happened. So I'll, uh, I'll try that one out for sure. Great. Let me know if it works, man. Send me a video. <laughs> yeah, will do. <laughs> All right. So another question here is, uh, you know, you mentioned you love coaching twisters. What what do the progressions for you in your club look like from going zero to 52 33 on one meter um this is all assuming that they have a, a backflip correct <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yes, yes right. that's correct good, good um so i mean obviously the backflip is the, is the is the point that you know you want to look at first if they if they don't have a solid backflip you're, you're not really talking about twisters anymore mm-hmm. um 
if they don't if they don't have that particular part tipping right um if they're still pulling at the shoulder and everything's kind of moving around the shoulder versus moving around the hips then you know you, you'll get the half and you'll, you might get twist to your feet but you're not going to duck it down and make it a one and a half you know what i mean so it really depends on what you're looking for if you're just you know looking for a kid to, to pop up a, a one and a half twister sure we can we can work through it um i think that i, I focus more on shapes <laughs> when when the shapes um happen you know you know getting you know a little bit of a high c reach and then you know pop to flat drop one arm leave the other arm up type of thing we'll focus on that for quite a while um before we show them how to change the shape um and into the wrap um i don't even care if they land with one hand down and one hand up at that portion um what i'm looking for is control of the flip where they engage the half twist um and if they can do it on, on command um that's that's huge um when i start working generally into the the one and a half twist after that's successful you know we'll I usually put them on a wall and show them a, a wall drill that, that goes through the motions of reaching, dropping, you know, pulling out, dropping wide and wrapping up. So they wrap through and they can actually get a twist. So their hands are in the position I want them to. And then I bring them away from the wall after they've got that motion and teach them to square. So um, after the, after that, I, I practice it in the water, you know, like just do, I don't care if they're jumping forward or jumping backwards, they're the wrap in and square. I want to know if they can do that part, you know, again, the shapes, the positions, if they can feel it, you know, so we'll do a little bit of those and learn how to twist and stay tight and what makes the twist faster, what makes it slower. Um, and then we'll go back to the half again before we start popping it. And the big thing is making sure that that backflip half is short, you know, a short to almost 45 degrees, you know, not, not smacking, not dropping their head close to the board or anything, but short. Um, what I've seen a lot of people do in, in the past and why people have a lot of trouble with back twisters when they're learning initially is they do that backflip half perfect and they land straight up and down. That's great. And maybe even be just a little bit chest forward on it because their, their hands are above their head, you know, they haven't stopped. Um, but if it, if you're going to do the one and a half twist, that's going to accelerate and a lot of them accelerate and they'll spin out at full twist versus, and then kick their one leg up. You'll, you see us call, we call it a kick out, you know, a walk out. Here you go walking out of front back foot full, you know, um, that's too much flip. So it, the, the, the idea is controlling the flip. If you can control the flip, then they'll, they'll, they'll drop into it and wrap. And if they wrap and they land a little bit short, that's, that's better than landing over on their face and smacking their, you know, getting that whiplash right to their earlobe or something like that. So I'll protect the ears. Um, leave them on the short side of the twist until we're ready. And because we know that we can adjust that by engaging a little bit higher, you know, or flipping a little bit harder on the front. So that's, that's how I do it from little kids all the way up to big kids when I'm teaching them. And um, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Sometimes they're, they're good about it and they can make sense of it. Sometimes we haven't figured out exactly which way they twist yet. So we're just, a <laughs> <laughs> so um and then just call them on the command, you know, you reach, lift, drop, square, you know, we're, we're good to go. Very good. I love it. Um, all right. Well, we'll get into our signature questions here. We don't treat failure like it's a bad thing. We treat it more like an opportunity for growth. Um, so if you had to pick what your favorite failure is or best opportunity for growth, what would that be? Yeah. As I was saying, this is, this is a hard one for me because I've, you know, failure is easy to find favorite hmm. um <laughs> i mean i i think it's because i have a lot of favorites i mean i i've i've learned so much and you know a lot of diving is trial and error and a lot of this is um a lot of us it, it's it's all about your communication right and how you communicate with people and that's i think that's the one thing that stuck with me um that i i think about often um it's almost a daily thing that I, you know especially if i'm having conversations with people is you know learn how to control the passion that I have for the sport to a point where people don't feel like I'm attacking them when we're having a conversation about it, you know? And that was, you know, I had a, I was at, I think I was at a senior meet, to be honest, um, at Greensboro, is it Greensboro? Yeah, it was Greensboro. And, you know, I was sitting next to Proctor and he, you know, turned over to me and said, dude, you know, I was talking to him about certain things. I was like, I said, dude, you have a lot of passion. You got a lot of great ideas for the sport, but you know, if you don't pay attention to your delivery, no one's going to listen, you know? And, I, and that was a huge reflection to me um, because I am I'm super passionate. I can't tell you how many times we've shut down the places that we've gone after, after the meets and stuff where we're, you know, people are saying, Hey, it's time to leave. Hey, it's time to leave. You know? Um, 
No, we, we love it. I mean, we stand, we've been in the middle of, of restaurants doing hurdles with, with, you know, back and forth with, with different coaches and stuff. And it's, you know, just talking about different models and, and stuff like that. It's, it's so much fun, but again, you know, I get to, I get to talking about diving and, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about it. I want it, I want it to be, you know, the most amazing sport out there and, and I want everybody to do it or at least try it, you know, and, and respect what we do. And I think that, you know, I get a little, a little too excited sometimes. I start, you know, getting at it, and um, that just that one comment just was, you know, something I I still reflect on today. I'm still not great at it. I still have my moments, and I still get pretty jazzed up about certain things. And you know, I, are you still there? Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, so I I reflect a lot on my conversations with people about diving, and you know what I'm talking about and how I could do it better to better communicate what I'm, what I'm trying to, to get through, you know? Yep. So I think that was one of the biggest things for me. Yeah, that's perfect. Absolutely. Um, so you being in the USA diving realm, um, that's where I kind of worded this next one. We just, every time somebody's on, I ask, you know, whatever diving Avenue you come from, how can they improve? Uh, I think truly Ed, anything is always up for improvement. Um, so for you, what can USA Diving do to improve? Well, um, I think I just think we need some consistency. I think that's the the major thing for me. I mean, it's like right now, you know, and you know, as I'm sitting here reading some of the notes I have, is like you we've we can have a dry land, comp, you know, competitions and, and do all this stuff, but if we don't agree on the model then what are we judging? You know, you're going to judge what you think is the right model. I'm going to judge down on what I don't think is the right model. And here we are back at where we started again. And we need it. We need as a, as a country, you know, to come up with, you know, solid, you know, progressions that we think, you know, to the models and everything else that what we, we think is the right way to go and we need to stick with it. And then you can have a competition about, a model that we right now we can have dry land competitions on certain things but it's not like you, you saw the over covid and everything where these guys were doing you know, other countries were showing their their dry land their score and everything but everybody was doing the exact same model um that wouldn't happen here <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, I think that consistency is, is huge i mean a backflip aggression you know for example you know where we're at in different levels you know the those are different depending on what club you go to, you know, and, and it does, it does range between what they have availability to, you know, if you don't have belts over a trampoline, your progression series is going to look a whole lot different. Yeah. You don't have belts over the water. Your progression is going to look a whole lot different. Not to say that the, the mechanics are, should be any different, but your progression system might be a little bit different because if you have belts, you've had somebody probably experience a backflip or two versus a kid that probably hasn't flipped it yet. You know, so um, there, there's, a, there's a lot to it, I think, but I, we need to come together as far as, you know, green on, you know, models that are, that are, that are to be taught and, you know, where, where we need to be as a, as a country, as far as, um, you know, what dives we should be doing. That comes from, you know, we got new people moving in, and, you know, um, we were hoping that, you know, that gets passed down to us. You know, we take our, we should be taking our lead from, from the upper, you know, the upper directors, you know, telling us what dives are supposed to be and where we need to be. And that should, we should work our way down that way and, and try to meet that goal. Um, and that's the only way we're going to get up there and produce metals. Yeah. Well, and, and that kind of leads Heath, I'm going to interject here. This just, this just totally leads to what we're doing down at Moss farms at the end of this mm -hmm. month, um, the 2028 and beyond coaches and athletes skills camp. We're pairing up with Drew Johansson, uh, John Fox, Tom Gim, all those fun people there. And also Andrew Capobianco is going to join us on deck as a coach. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the goal behind all of this is bringing in Drew. He's kind of our, our main guy right now. You know, he's been our Olympic coach for the last few. And in my eyes and in John's eyes, he's kind of the guy that can break it down the best from, you know, your, your first approach to elite level entries and every single thing in between. So mm -hmm. if you haven't signed up 
quite yet uh, for everybody out there. Again, September 23rd through 25th. On the 23rd, that Friday, we're going to start around 8, 9 a.m. in the morning. So um, if you plan on being there, it'd probably be a good idea to get a flight on Thursday. Uh, and then Sunday, we are going to be done around 3 p.m. in the afternoon. So just to, just to kind of get the, the plan out there, you're going to have at least four hours of water every day, two different two-hour sessions. You're going to have a gym dryland session. There's going to be a Q&A with all the coaches every single day. We're super, super excited about it, looking forward to that. So reach out to us if you have questions and you want to get signed up. But exactly what Tim was just talking about, that consistency, that model, that's kind of what we're aiming for. Um, and, and Drew Johansson being kind of that helm, that leader of, you know, this is what works for, for our team and for so many across the country um, up there at IU. Absolutely. Got, got a great crew there. So uh, now kind of switching gears here, you know, um, what's your favorite drill to do? And it can be dry land water, kind of take it wherever you wish. Um. I would say front and back pop and glide are, are my favorite. Um, just basically a one meter, you know, standing front entry, you know, with a little pop off the diving board to control float and control direction. And then working just on contact to, of the entry and smoothness through. I usually do um, those as a warm up before we do tower, especially. Um, but it's, it's one of my favorite drills to do. Um, pretty much I'll have it at, at most of my practices. It, it'll be part of it. I like the float of the, of the back pop and glide. Um, that's good direction, legs up, legs lifting up, you know, hip tight to the tighter to the board, get a nice little float to it and, you know, proper reach through squeeze and soft entry. So we're, uh, we're doing those a lot. I do those a lot. Awesome. Awesome. And then what's the best advice you've given or received and or received? It can be both. I think we covered it a couple of times, you know, yep. um, my, my old, older coach, you know, had always told me that if you do what's in the best interest of your divers, even if that means, you know, stepping back a little bit and not competing, um, that it's, it's a, you know, you can never, you can never be wrong there, you know, yeah. and going backwards sometimes is necessary in order to move forward. Yeah. So, Absolutely. you know, it's something that we all do, we all do it, you know, at the, at the end of each year, we kind of go through and say, okay, what basics are breaking down when we start getting into competitions and where could we be better? Where could we be more effective? What have we learned Why we're there as far as talking to other coaches and what they've seen and how they've judged it. And we come back and try to get into the basics, you know, and we never stop training basics, but I also never stop spinning. So it's kind of a weird thing. Um, I, um, I think that's, you know, just keeping the, always keeping the diver's interest, you know, ahead of your own. And I think that's, uh, that's the key to all of it, I think. Um, and I've done that with several divers, you know, we've, we've had, you know, a diver that was ready for nationals, but didn't go the, you know, a couple of years ago. And uh, just, you know, physically, I think he was ready. Uh, mentally, I don't think he was, was ready for that kind of competition yet. So he stayed off that circuit and the next year he came back and he won. So it's a, uh, Sometimes it's in the, in the best interest of the diver to, to, to not push, you know, the envelope too far and to let them grow and mature and then, you know, gain a little bit more um, maturity, you know, in, in their own feelings and in their, you know, in the way they deal with the surroundings. So, Well, I, th I think that that example you provided also gives you, I mean, in my opinion, a pretty big compliment to be able to have that discussion with a, a young athlete and explain, I think, don't go compete this year and, and we'll be ready. And it's going to help you actually be better in the long run. And for that athlete and their family to trust what you're saying, it just, it's a big compliment to you for that relationship you have with your athletes and families. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, couldn't ask for a better situation there. Very supportive. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And then the, the last question we always ask is who would you like to hear us interview next? I mean, <laughs> I, I think I list a couple, you know, I, I'd like to hear from Adam, Sean, or, or Shannon, mm -hmm. you know, Adam Sadati, Sean McCarthy, or Sean, uh, uh, Shannon Hoffman, you know, um, Adam, I just right, have a profound respect for the way he runs his program, mm -hmm. you know, and his philosophy behind the sport as well. You know, again, it's more about, you know, building these people as, you know, young, young adults, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, building that environment for them. 
And then Sean just, you know, he's a, a wealth of information, you know, just he can go go on for days and he's he's got great skills. He's got, you know, the amount of knowledge that guy has is, is crazy. Um, and Shannon just, you know, it's nice to have uh, women coaches out there that are, yep. you know, on deck and putting it down, you know, and bringing some great talent to, um, to nationals and doing a great job. And she had two national champions this year. And that's, that's yeah. amazing. You know, that program is doing great things down there. And I think you were talking to Ben and, you know, that's, yep. that's awesome to see them, you know, moving, moving through there and, and doing some great stuff. So, I mean, you've already had some amazing women on here talking about, you know, their, you know, their efforts in the, in the diving world and where they've come from and where they're going and where they're, what they've done, you know, and it's amazing to have that. And so, you know, anytime you can bring on another accomplished, you know, woman on here to talk about their success is great. Absolutely. We will, uh, we'll add those and start reaching out again. Um, you know, just a, a remi- we have to give a shout out to Mandy Eby. She's the one that kind of holds us accountable for, uh, if we interview too many males in a row, Mandy kind of gets on us, which is, we need that every now and then. Um, but I think, uh, we've been doing a pretty good job. So I hope we're yeah, making that Mandy and the women proud, um, and just keep getting them. Cause it's a different perspective and seeing absolutely. some of the challenges they have. It's, uh, it, it's things that I don't think about as a young man. So, yeah, um, I mean, I, I, you, you look at that and you look at people that have kids, you know, or have kids in the sport, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the, the, it's a different, it's a different animal, you know, that you, it's, it's, different to be able to see the ride home and the ride to practice and what leads up to that ride to practice and you know the the effects after they leave the meet and going home you know there's there's different things and shannon's got that too i mean her son her son did a great job and that's a that's a delicate it's a delicate job to be able to coach your own your own kid you know and you try your best to try to keep treat them you know just like everybody else and coach them accordingly and you know they that's the successful ones that do do a great yeah. job with, you know, keeping it separated. You know, I have to ask this follow-up question now because you've went through that with, with two, two children and two athletes, three. how, how three, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So how, how did you manage that? And any advice for any coaches that are going through that? Like you did, well, I can't, I can't say that I did it completely awesome because I, again, I was young when I started, you know, coaching them, you know, younger, as I grew, I think they, they taught me, you know, a lot about my diving and about my coaching, you know, my coaching style and um, some of the hangups that I had, you know, as far as right, left, and you know, what leg you should be jumping off, which leg you should be lifting, which way you should twist and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, COVID was actually an amazing thing for, for Jake, you know, he, we spent 13 years jumping off of the left leg and lifting the right and had a atrocious time, you know, um, getting through a hurdle. <laughs> and I was, you know, COVID came and we, we had a chance to switch it. And after 13 years, we switched it to the other leg and it changed his diving completely, changed his hurdle completely. He was able to get through his toe. And so it's like, part of that's me, you know, it's like growing up, he's taught me a lot, you know, and Haley was, was instrumental in a lot of that stuff. Haley was, had a little bit more of the, you know, the left, right stuff was a little bit more consistent with her. And she was a great talent. I mean, she, she's been to NCAAs and, you know, she's the oldest and kind of had to take the brunt of me, <laughs> you know, and, you know, so I don't envy her in that way. You know, I was coached by my dad a little bit growing up as well. So I know how it goes. And, you know, we've, we love the fact that, you know, I got to spend time with them, you know, and yeah. you take them all over the country. And, and if you can keep that separation between the kids and, and, you know, coach them, I tried to coach them just like any other diver on deck, you know, and most, there's some people that, you know, I have, parents that sit behind me a lot and I tell that story a lot that you know I have you know 12 to 20 parents that step behind me while I'm coaching and mm-hmm. there's many of them that were there for several years and didn't know I had kids <laughs> that's crazy or my kids or my kids are sitting there diving right in front of them they didn't know they were my kids <laughs> that's awesome so it's it's interesting it's interesting perspective you know um yeah but yeah, they've, they've taught me a lot, you know, that we said, just knowing the whole, the gamut of the ride, yeah. ride, and you know, what leads into that going home and how they feel and how they process, um, each of them process stuff different, just like any other kids, you know, they're all a little yeah. different. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for, uh, for sharing that. And then, um, you know, moving forward before Aaron sends us out, just a reminder, um, the clinic, as Aaron mentioned, September 23rd, 24th, 25th, down in Moultrie, Georgia with John Fox, Drew Johansson, Andrew Capobianco, as well as uh, Megan, Dr. Megan Nyer is going to be there as well. Um, so please make sure you're making your um, reservations, get in touch with John. It's uh, what is it, Aaron? JD Foxer 999 at gmail.com um, and get your registrations in so that way we can see you down there. Um, and then before Aaron takes over, Tim, thank you so much. This was awesome. Uh, I know we talked about trying to get you on when I met you officially last year at Nationals, and it's just been a long year, and we're happy to finally get you on and talk to you. Hey, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys again. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so hit us up on Instagram. We are at The Diving Pod. Our email is thedivingpod at gmail.com. T-shirts and hoodies are for sale at itemorder.divingpod.com. Uh, enter Dive Pod at checkout. Get, that gets you free shipping. Again, thanks again tim uh for joining us that was an absolute blast i have seen alexandria dive club come up and i'm from alexandria minnesota <laughs> not even close to the same geographical area but it, it always just warms my heart seeing seeing alexandria dive club and maybe one day i don't know alexandria minnesota may never have one but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> that's great anyway we'll see you next time